Welcome to another episode of Lunch with the Shark. Join us as we dive deep into discussions about business, accounting, and finance to help you build a business that thrives. Now sit back and have a bite with your host, the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa. Hello, hello, and, and welcome to uh, Wednesday edition of Lunch with the Shark. Uh, I'm Vidal Espinosa, your host, Vidal, the Shark CFO Espinosa, and welcome. Thank you, thank you for for joining uh, this live. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to to um, to see us and uh, to listen to our advice to a point and uh, have a nice conversation, relax, decompress during the day. Uh, FYI, today if you're in the U.S., we are tax day COVID. 19 2020 today due to the pandemic that the world is is suffering uh the irs and the federal government uh same as the uh all the states in the u.s uh have uh extended the period for you to file your tax returns and uh, today's a day uh, you can actually file an extension which is going to grant you a couple more months up to october 15th but Remember, it's just to file the tax return, not to pay the taxes. Taxes are due today, July 15th, 2020. They're due for your 2019 tax returns and your second um, estimated tax payments. So if you have a, a tax liability for 2019, you have to file uh, uh, prepayments uh, every quarter. And um, so today's also uh, payroll taxes and a shitload of more tax returns are due today. So FYI, um, unfortunately, we're going to have to pay taxes. So file your taxes, file your taxes. And if you are paying too much taxes, uh, get a hold of us. Uh, we can take a look at your tax returns. We can take a look at your tax planning if you have any tax planning and uh, we can advise you accordingly. So uh, it's not fun. Nevertheless, uh, people like us, I actually enjoy the strategy behind uh, the tax solutions that we implement for some of our clients. Uh, we do this uh, all over the world and uh, it's fun. It's fun. So how's your day been? How are you going? How are you doing? Uh, I can't believe it's middle of the month. Wow. This year it's flying by like crazy. So I hope you are having a great year. I hope everything is still up. The current situation, remember, it's all up to you to come out of this in a positive way. So lately, we've been talking about the life cycles. And so over the course of last, last weeks, uh, we have been talking about the life cycles of your business. We are um, making sure that you understand them and uh, we are uh, comparing it to our life cycles as humans. Uh, we've touched already newborn, toddler, uh, teenager, uh, young adult. And uh, today uh, we are going to talk about adulthood. We have spoken about birth and how it 
is a stage of uncertainty, like birth, every kid, every newborn, they have uncertainty. They don't know what the hell is going on. They're learning. We talk about your business being in a stage of infancy and what your goals are to make it survive. Uh, in that stage, infants, their goal is to eat, be fed, sleep, poop, pee, grow. They're in the growing stages, okay, and surviving. Next, uh, we actually spoke about the toddler stages and how your business is starting to take a life of its own. Toddlers, they start walking, crawling, uh, mumbling some words, pointing at things, understanding. Remember, the first three years of your life are probably one of the most important stages in your whole life because that's when you are going to absorb, according to scientists and psychologists, almost 75% of your knowledge. Isn't that interesting? A toddler? Who would have thought? And then uh, we spoke about um, uh, the teenager stage of your business and how it starts to make decisions on its own. And in our last uh, episode uh, about the, the life cycle, we actually uh, talk about how your business is in young adult stage. And it's the difficulties of when the founder starts, starts to lose control. But I would not say lose control. If you have the proper mindset, if you have the proper systems in place, the proper foundations, which I hope you do, you're not going to lose control. You're actually going to give that control. It's like Queen, uh, Queen Elizabeth. She has been the longest monarch in history to be at the throne. But lately, she has been relinquishing some of her duties to other members of her family. She has entrusted them to represent her and the monarchy in state matters. And scholars think that she soon is going to abdicate because of the current crisis that we're having. And that's what a young um, adult stage in your business happens. She has a set clear of rules, procedures, systems in place that they must follow. And I don't think she is scared of handing the, the, um, the power or the control to somebody else to represent her. So this is what has to happen in your company. As an owner, you don't have to be scared of losing control of your company because you have good systems. I hope so. We are now uh, into adulthood. Hmm. The stage of maximization and maturity. Most people during his, uh, uh, during his time become more mature and really focus in on their priorities and how they are living their lives. As an adult, I hope <laughs> you have your priorities straight and uh, you know how you're living your life. It's the same as a business. A business that it's an adulthood stage has a very clear path 
or of where they're going, has a very clear path of their structure, has a very clear path of their goals and where they want to be with a clear strategy and projections for long term, for long term. Okay. It is during this time you usually have a home, a family, a career, kids, and you're settling into those parts of your life. It is the same with your business. Remember, we are comparing your business to a human life cycle. Okay? So, this stage, you see uh, rewards to your hard work. You have developed a system uh, for living your life in balance with your business and family and your community. Therefore, you're an employee of your company. Therefore, you are no longer a business operator and you have become a true business owner. Hmm. Do you remember we've spoken about this? Okay. You stop being the most expensive business own uh, business em uh, employee of your business. Okay, first of all, second, you have faced out of being a business operator. Operator meaning meaning that you're working on your business, working on your business, working on your business for delivery, delivery, delivery. And I don't mean delivering the product directly to the client, but for deliverables, to deliver whatever you're selling, you're giving, you're producing, you're manufacturing, your product, your service. And you're actually becoming, or you actually have become the true business owner that you wanted it to be. It's very interesting because um, a couple of years ago, uh, we were preparing a business license for one of our clients. And their business is to import and sell, wholesale, produce, okay? So we had to get a license from the federal agency to do so, to do that business. So I prepared the license. Obviously, this company has representatives in the U.S. that manage the company. Nevertheless, the application required to list the business owners, which we did, and at the same time, required to list whomever was responsible party in the US. So we submitted the application, they sent us an email, they said, hey, you know what? The application is incomplete, we're not accepting it. We send, we review the application, we send it in again, there was nothing to review, and we got an email and said, hey, your know, application is being reviewed, Nevertheless, we're missing information. So what I did is I picked up the phone, I called the representative and she said, you know what? We are not able to accept it because we can see that the business owners are part of the operation. And let me tell you one thing. I actually was on the phone with the representative of that department for the whole United States. His comment was, I cannot understand how come the business owner, it's not working or being listed as one of the operators. 
me being who I am, I actually responded to him. Okay, so let me give you an example. In the United States, do you expect to see Bill Gates as one of the shareholders helping at the store? He was like, what do you mean? I said, they're business owners. They're not business operators. They pay people to work for them, grow their business, and manage their business. They're business owners. After my phone call, they send me an email saying your application has been approved. The mindset of this individual was of an employee, a business operator. He did not realize that people do become or do are business owners. They don't need to be working in their business, on their business, for the business to run. I trust, believe me, I don't think Bill Gates... I hope I'm wrong. I don't think Bill Gates, it's at every single Microsoft store helping or supporting clients. I don't think Elon Musk, it's at his Tesla stores or dealerships putting orders in. Really, Jeff Bezos, do you think he is at Amazon warehouse packaging and sending you those products? No, they are true business owners. They trust their people to run the company on their behalf and the shareholders and the members' behalf and produce profits and produce and come and bring to life their goal and their dreams. That's adulthood. I don't know if I can make it more clear. The business, it's no longer run by the wishes of one person, okay? It is led by message, value, and reason for being. I just said it. Every business that is in adulthood, their owners are not involved in the day-to-day -day operations, first of all, because they will just make this business backtrack. They're just overseeing from the outside as part of the board, okay? the decisions, and they're letting their people run the company with the messages, the value, and the reason for being that they have put in place previous to adulthood. The business value on sustainable growth, know how they are, who they are, not, and what they will do in the future. They have a clear path. They have a clear business projection. They have a clear strategy for the future. When you're an adult, you have become already what you want. Let's say that you went to school to get a degree and you, like me, I became an accountant. Okay, I have my bachelor's degree in accountancy. Then I got my master's degrees. Okay, so I prepared myself for adulthood. Now, with my experience, I'm delivering knowledge to our clients, to everybody that wants to be helped. Listen, to everybody that wants to be helped, okay? We spoke about it yesterday, and we're going to talk about it tomorrow. One thing, it's what you say 
And another thing are your actions, okay? If you're not ready to play in the big leagues, don't get into the big leagues. You're going to be eaten alive, okay? You must prepare. That's what young adulthood is for. Becoming an adult, you need to know the business value on sustainability. Know who they are, okay? As a business owner, you need to know who you are. You need to know who you're not, okay? <laughs> and you're not going to tell me, and please, don't, don't, don't misunderstand this. If you know who you are, it does not grant that you know who you are not, okay? And what you will become in the future. You need to know how you're going to grow. That's very interesting. There is predictable excellence. Remember, I am saying excellence. I'm not saying perfection. I'm seeing, saying there is predictable excellence. Sales and profits are usually growing. This stage, you grow. This stage, you're healthy. This stage, you can do whatever you want with a goal. Clear goals. Clear goals. Clear outcomes. Control and nurtured creation happens at this stage. Everything becomes easier. You have systems in place. Research and development happens on a daily basis. Nurtured, nurtured creation happens automatically because you know where you want to go. Institutional governance. Uh, Gabriel has been talking to us about this for several months. Institutional governance of procedures occur. It's not like we pick and choose which procedures we're going to utilize today or tomorrow, or if it applies to you or if it doesn't apply to you, if you're coming in, uh, if, you're, if your friend is coming into your company as a vendor, we're going to say, hey, 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 don't, 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 it doesn't apply to him, the 15, the net 15, or pay him immediately. No. There's no more of that. The goals at this stage is to increase revenue and profit and create an organization that has a vision to the world. You're ready to expand. At this stage, if you have been wanting to become a franchise, open multiple offices across the world, Physical offices, not just sales representatives, okay? Physical offices, physical uh, uh, warehouses. You want franchises as a restaurateur. This is the stage when it's going to occur, okay? A professional team makes all the decisions to serve the customers at a higher level, both internally and externally, while managing shareholder expectations. You as a business owner have become a true shareholder. The company, it is yours. You might hold the majority of the shares or you might be the, ma the majority shareholder. Doesn't mean that you're 51%. 
Okay, you can probably have 25% of your company, but everybody else has one, 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 one. So you have multiple ones, but you are the major shareholder. Okay, it's different. So at this point, your executive team are making the internal and external decisions. Okay, if there are any shareholders, there's a board. There's a board of director, directors and there's a shareholder um, board as well, okay? Usually a board of directors might be uh, presided by the majority shareholder, usually, okay? So uh, we're probably gonna invite an attorney, a corporate attorney pretty soon uh, from Mexico and from the US for them to talk to us about this. It's very important because it would be part of your corporate governance corporate governance at this stage you have to have it it's a must it's a requirement it's an obligation because you have a future okay so during this times there are some problems that tend to happen let's talk about them the first one systems and people being to lower their intensity People start to settle into their work and there the quality and quantities tend to split. Okay, so systems and people begin to lower their intensity. It becomes more relaxed. Okay, they become to settle into their work. It's more routine. It's more systematized and there the quality and quantity tends to slip. Because you're laid back relax there um, everything is more automatized okay so you need to be aware of that and you need to remind uh, remind employees about their personal reasons and the reason that the company exists you need to re-engage you need to re-engage with your team members because if they slack with quality and quantity that is a problem, okay? Costs are not managed well because your people are slacking and it's normal, okay? It's normal because it's a routine now. There's nothing to tweak. Everything has been tweaked and everything is working like a clock, okay? So your costs are not managed well, okay? So your problems from uh, toddler and uh, infant and uh, teenagers and adult and young adult start to uh, to reappear, since people are into routines, things just go on and as they have been. Therefore, costs are just pushed through. Okay, since there's a, there's a system. Oh, approved, 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 approved without any further or through review. Let's implement a system to review cost and engage employees to reduce cost through a reward system to encourage out of the box thinking. Okay, so let me explain this. Let me talk about an email that I received yesterday. Actually, yes, yesterday. We are preparing a budget for a company. And I actually send them a projection 
for the month of July, which is very conservative. Somebody from the executive team sent me an email and said, hey, you know what? This is amazing. These numbers are, this report is very simple and we love it. Now we want to reduce by 40%. Dude, come on. 40%. So my question, my, I, was, I was immediately going to respond to him. Are you willing to cut your, your salary by 40%? What do you think it's going to be his response? Across salaries, 40%, all across the board. Because if you review the budget, the majority of the cost involved to run that company, it's salaries. So let me reduce salaries by 40%. That's your wish. Uh, again, remember, I cannot go back to Cox, San Diego Gas and Electric, GoDaddy, uh, any other application and say, hey, by the way, we're doing a cost reduction. Please shop down your dues by 40%. Uh, GoDaddy, you know what? Uh, I do need one gigabyte of internet connection. I'm just giving you a number. Uh, I think that your fees are, uh, cut them by 40%. <laughs> You need to really know your numbers and analyze them because you cannot just go, hey, but just reduce it by 40%. Do you know what you're going to reduce by 40%? Let me reduce salaries by 40%. Then, therefore, I need to hire a whole new team that it's cheaper by 40%. Therefore, they're going to give me a lower quality. Don't you think? I would like to see or hear your comments about it. How can I reduce that by 40% from 100K to 60K? Why? Because I make a bonus out of the bottom line? Hmm. Tell me how. If you're willing to cut it by 40%, your, your, your salary, let's start by that. You need to actually know where those numbers are coming from okay you need to understand or realize that the majority what's the highest percentage you cannot just go and do cop costing but at this point since remember since your profits okay since your profits have increased because your revenue has increased and your expenses have not fluctuated that's where you make the profit you need to start looking on item by item on your expenses and start analyzing a reduction. You can actually, in fact, call or look for other applications that are equal. Listen to this. Are equal to the ones you currently have so the company does not suffer, okay? There might be somebody out there that is willing to accept $6,000 instead of $10,000 of salary. Now, are they equally qualified? If they are overqualified, there's a problem. Why have they not found the job? Why were they let go? You need to analyze that. Okay, 
It's not just as simple as, oh, yeah, he sent me a proposal for $6,000 for the same thing that this guy is doing for $10,000. Hire him and fire the other one. Remember, the learning curve, is it cost beneficial? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So have a system in place to reduce and review cost and encourage employees to reduce them. If they reduce them logically with supporting documentation and arguments, okay, reward them. Reward them for thinking outside the box. Maybe you have independent contractors and whatever two independent contractors are doing, if you bring in an employee in-house, it's probably going to reduce your cost maybe by 20%. Because you remember, you need to account for payroll taxes. Okay? So a 40% cost reduction, it's going to make your company suffer. Ultimately. Number three, red tape. You cannot do this. We cannot do that. The system says this. The procedure is that. No, no, no. The system is created just to generate this. I can't do it. It's red tape. You need the approval from here because you need five approvals to get a check. Shit. More than likely, your company is bigger and there are several different departments and areas. Okay. Client support. Um, calls accounting and says, hey, I need to buy a system that does this, this, and this, and that. Well, you need approval from your supervisor. And the supervisor needs approval from executive team. And then once is that, you need to submit a purchase order. Then after the purchase order is approved, financing needs to review where the money is going to come from. Do you see what I'm talking do you understand? Do you see my point? Do you see the complexity, the red tape? Everything becomes a problem. Okay? Because nobody wants to be blamed. Uh, the other excuses to other areas and nothing really gets done. Create a final decision maker in each department. Give them the authority. By giving them the authority, you're going to empower them. Do not, do not have your executive team be able to override that decision unless, unless the, the amounts are bigger, are big, are going to actually affect the bottom line. Okay? Do not override them. And I'm going to tell you an example of something that happened to, to us several, several years ago. We were actually presenting a proposal for uh, outsourcing the whole accounting department for a restaurant chain here in San Diego. And we actually met with the owner. The owner. And we thought that by meeting with the owner... He was the last final decision maker. He was going to approve it. And that was it. We had it done. Well, no. Him 
being a true business owner, being just the majority shareholder of the company, of the group, he reviewed the proposal. He said, I find it very interesting. I find it that it's very cost effective, but I need to give this to my COO and my CFO for them to review prior for us to accepting. He could have easily overwritten the decision maker in the company and said, yes, approve, and here it is. He did not do that. He actually had a true system in place. He knew his place in the company, and he did not override the power that his executive team had. He was not the final decision maker. So you need to stop the bureaucracy in the company to project to projects that cannot be scheduled. It's very interesting. That's growth. That's a what happens when your kid goes to dad and says, Hey dad, can I go out? Whatever your mom says. And then mom comes and says, no, you cannot go out. And then the kid goes to dad and says, dad, mom said, no. Yeah, 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 go ahead, go. What happens? You're diminishing the authority that mom has, first of all. Second, you're confusing the kid because the, you told originally whatever mom says. But if you were going to say yes, regardless of whatever mom said, why not just stop it there and be the final decision maker and say, go. That happens in business every single freaking day. Red tape, red tape, red tape. You need to step back and let the final decision maker make the decisions for you. Okay. So today we're going to cut it short because... I need to finalize the last couple of tax returns that we got in the last week. And I need to review them, uh, sign them, and send them on their merry way. <laughs> yes, some people do pay taxes. But before that, if you're interested on more in-depth discussion around your business, and not about just accounting or taxes, about your business. Visit our uh, website, invictus-advisors.com slash shark. You're seeing it under here, under under there, there. You can see it. Well, at least I can see it. And you can have a conversation with one of my executive team members or even myself. Okay? I know that this meeting will be well worth your time. Trust me. Otherwise, let me do this. If, if the first 10 scheduled meetings that my executive team or I handle, and you just tell me, you know what? It's a waste of time. I am personally going to donate $100 for each people that say, no, I didn't like it to the charity that you choose. 
How about that? 10 first scheduled phone calls with my executive team or I, and you don't find, find value to our consulting, I am going to personally donate $100 to the charity of your choice. Okay? During this time of business, you can just go to the flow. Oh. Um, so follow us on LinkedIn. I think uh, we're live on LinkedIn. No, we're not. Uh, we're trying to get uh, to be live on LinkedIn. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on YouTube. And I saved the best for the last. Erika, happy birthday. We wish you the best of the best ever. Uh, this year is going to be the best year for you and, and, and all your kids. Happy birthday um, from, from me, from everybody in my team, from Invictus Advisors, from our listeners, our viewers. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Okay? I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're having an amazing, amazing day with your kids, your family, your friends, anywhere that you're in Mexico, Mexico City, or or San Miguel, whatever. Happy, happy birthday. So remember, <clears throat> we're going to end up today's uh, Lunch with a Shark with a quote from Mark Zuckerberg. If you don't know who he is, he's actually the founder, one of the founders of Facebook. And this is a very, very interesting quote. The only strategy that is guaranteed to fail, it's not taking risk. The only strategy that is guaranteed to fail is not taking risks. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Tomorrow we have a guest, a very special guest, Carla, our psychologist. She's gonna be talking to us about verbal and nonverbal communication in businesses. Thank you so much. See you tomorrow with another Lunch with the Shark. Bon appetit. Thank you for listening to Lunch with the Shark. If you would like to set up a consultation with the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa, visit his website www.invictus-advisors.com and don't forget to subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn.